Welcome to Rag Chew. And if you're as curious as a kitty cat as I am, you can join us over on Twitter and on Facebook at Rag Chew Podcast. I'm Max, and I think Trick Cereal should stop its discrimination and make them for everyone. And I'm Cade, and to the displeasure of many Floridians, Florida has more toll roads and bridges than any other state in the Union, and despite the additional income, the machine stomps on when it comes to not finishing construction, and I-4 is still not done. I swear that's going to be a talking point for the rest of my life in this I, podcast. I've made it a point, honestly, if you haven't noticed yet, Maxwell, is to try and uh, incorporate that somehow into pretty much anything I have to say, because if anybody hasn't figured it out yet, it's definitely a pain point in my life. I feel like everyone understands. No, and even if you don't live specifically in Orlando or Florida in general, I feel like there's some road out there that you live in, especially if you live in the U.S., you definitely know because the infrastructure is pretty much garbage here. But uh, I feel like everyone has that road that just is never, ever, ever finishing like I-4. I-4 is never going to get done. No, I don't think so either. And I mean, they said, uh, golly, I mean, they've already said that it's been extended for pretty much up to a year. I'm sure that's not going to be the last extension they're going to add to that road. But um, I had somebody make the comment to me the other day at work that uh, they they said, wow, I mean, I feel like I had to ride the roller coaster to get to the roller coasters, you know, talking about I-4. And I was like, well, I mean, that's not an inaccurate statement. Seriously, I was literally getting in my car yesterday, kid you not, and I was driving on I-4 at one point and I thought, God, I swear, like half the time, especially over towards, um, what is it, the 408? Over towards downtown, there's this one part. I bad, think it's right before Ivanhoe. Right now, is it yeah. Ivanhoe? Uh, I, I think, think it's so. right at Ivanhoe, where it's like, if, if anyone knows this, it, like I think you could Google this, and it's notorious. Literally, I mean, obviously you're going 65. I think the speed limit on I4 is 65, so everyone knows you're going 80, and you're moving <laughs> really. Let's be honest, okay? Let's just be honest. Yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, listen, I appreciate the honesty. Okay, I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm usually going 80 on 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 I4. Um. And you, if you're moving, man, it like dips down, it like drops and it's not even a, like a slow de- de- decline, decline. Yeah. Decline. No, it's like, well, bam. And you're dropping. Like sometimes I feel like my car is going to like bottom out and then there's like a sharp left turn and then a sharp right turn. It's like an S turn and there's no warnings. There's no like, Hey, just a heads up. You're literally going to be on Hollywood rip ride rocket for a hop second. <laughs> get ready no no one says anything and you're moving but i feel like that's also the most entertaining part on i4 because other than the i4 i soar uh because we all soar on i4 if you've ever um, driven to orlando you know what that is <laughs> <laughs> honestly so uh, reference for anyone else who's not living in here um it's a building that has been oh my god what in construction for well over 10 years Cade? since I, I moved to orlando uh excuse me <clears throat> sorry in 2010 and uh it was it was pretty much abandoned at that point yeah it's been sitting who vacant i guess like they've been building i guess it was supposed to be a church wasn't it it was supposed to be a, uh, a mega church i think it was gonna i i can't remember if it was gonna be a church or if it was supposed to be like an actual like office building that just like the somebody ran out of money clearly i guess and uh just let it sit and it sat and sat and sat and then we saw a report, I don't know, maybe two years ago, 
that they were finally going to finish it and somebody wanted to lease it and do this and that. And there's been a four lease signed in front of it for as long as I've known that it's existed. And, um, and it's still not finished. It's still not done. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's not, it, I think they were going for like maybe a neat looking building and it turned out to be just an absolutely ugly, ugly building. Well, it's, it's disgusting. And at the same time, it just, it doesn't look good at all. No, because it doesn't look good because it's also not finished. I mean, for the longest time, it, it still doesn't. It doesn't have windows or anything down towards the bottom. It's just bare. And even towards the back, actually, you know, I, I said the other day I was driving towards Altamont Springs and that's where the building is. In case anybody's wondering, it's over towards kind of like Altamont Springs area towards the Altamont Springs Mall. And I drove by the back of it. and I said, wow, this is the closest I've ever been other than on I-4. So I'm really curious. So I slowed down a little bit and looked and I was like, oh, it's it's still not even close to getting finished. There's no windows on the bottom. You can see through to the other side. Wow. And that thing, it, it's withstood very, very strong hurricanes. So I give them props. Yeah, I, I, I give them. I mean, they <laughs> wholeheartedly have done a nice job at least putting a solid foundation in there. I mean, they just got to get somebody who's interested in keeping the building, which at this point, it's like free marketing. I have to imagine because everybody drives by and it's like, oh, it's that building, you know, like, so if you move your business in and you say, hey, we're working out of the I-4 eyesore, then everybody's going to be like, yo, we got to go see him, man. We got to go pay a visit. Yeah, man. Shoot. I just slap a billboard on that puppy at this point, you know, I mean, probably it, make enough money. It can't hurt. That's my own personal opinion, but uh, for whatever that's worth, but um, regardless, well, hold on. That's not a the actual word right they say just regardless they say don't say irregardless so regardless because regardless yeah well you know the one thing i I say when i was thinking of this just not to talk on the same subject over and over but uh the i4 i saw i feel like when hurricanes come by is kind of like our and our flag was still there in the american anthem (laughs) you know it's, if that it's thing Orlando. is still standing, then we feel real good about it. Yeah, so. man. Don't worry. The apocalypse has not come yet. If that thing's still standing, we're good. We're we're good. No problems. And Publix is open. We're all right. Yeah, Everyone anybody, in Orlando's happy. If anybody turns over and looks and sees that thing still there, they feel pretty optimistic about the situation. <laughs> the future's um, bright, everyone. That, that's a fact, man. Irma, Matthew, uh, whoever that uh, pretender was last year. I forget. The pretender was last year. I know it came through. What was it? What was it? It came through, and I remember it was like, like I, I man, I got excited. I thought I was gonna miss work, and nope. I was it at was, work. Wasn't even strong. Ooh, I was on the man. I was on the ride out crew, and so uh, I was at, I was at work for twenty five hours straight for nothing. If Turn no one back. knows the uh, so basically inside of the theme parks, I feel like a lot of people. If you're listening and from the Orlando theme park, I mentioned this in a past podcast. If you live in Orlando, we know you work at a theme park, so just listen up. Anyone, basically a ride-out crew, is a team that stays during the entire uh, hurricane and that kind of stuff. And you get paid good freaking money. Oh, that part was good nice. Good freaking yeah, money. Because you're on the clock really the nice. entire time. And you basically ride out the hurricane. You're basically there to clean up during the efforts and prep beforehand. But I I, I don't know. That's That's the best part, man, is the money. 100% yeah, during that entire I, time. I agree wholeheartedly. That part was really nice. I, I, I thought we were going to go, honestly, uh, I honestly thought it was going to just be an evening of, you know, taking it a little easy, enjoying the rain, so on and so forth. But it took a little bit more of a shift to the east. Uh, so what ended up happening is while it's pouring down rain at uh, somewhere between 10 and 2 a.m., 
Uh, we were actually out rehanging the TVs back up for the wait time signs for HHN uh, for the uh, the the houses and uh, oh no, which was probably not safe in retrospect. <laughs> but uh, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, we were doing it. We did it till like two, and then we went to sleep for a couple hours, and then we got back up, and then we left at like nine. We went home. Anybody was on the ride out crew. Yeah, I mean, I remember um, I, my my lawn furniture fell over, and that was about it. <laughs> it was hardcore <laughs> stuff, man. It hardcore was. Stuff. It was a little scary, but I, I I went out to the to the to the porch and and picked up a chair, and we were good. That hey, listen, it. Hey, we survived. Survived. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Another but one. I will say, anyone who did get it really bad, I apologize, but um, I feel like you got to look back and laugh at least a little bit, right? If you live in bit. Florida and don't look back and laugh at the uh, hurricanes that you get, then you don't really live in Florida. I feel Shoot. Like. I remember when being younger, we used to have hurricane parties. I remember during Francis and and uh, and and Charlie and that kind of stuff. I mean, it was it was parties. We would go over to people's house. And this is when I was really, really young. But we'd play board games. We'd chill out. I mean, I remember there being no AC and that sucked. But right. like and, and these hurricanes, for reference, once again, for anyone listening who don't know, uh, these were like the strongest hurricanes that came through in a long time. Two thousand four like, ish, Central Florida yeah. got it real bad that year, and it was nonstop. It was uh, Francis, Charlie, and Ivan. It was back to back to back, and it was nonstop. Like we got pummeled, and I remember missing a lot of school. It was wonderful for yep. me, and I remember Hell watching yeah. on the TVs at the bottom. It scroll by that my school was uh, out for the day, and I was like, "Cha-ching! Great! I don't have to go to school again." And that it's was the best awesome. day. It, listen, it's like Floridians snow day. It really is, though. It really is. Except for that particular year, we got it like an awful lot. So much so that the following year, they implemented weather days in January. So like I remember January, it was like, I don't know about you. So I lived in Jacksonville at this time for anybody who was curious. Um, but January came around and the first three Fridays in January were weather days. And if we didn't actually have to take them off for hurricane season, uh, we got them off in January. And because they kind of overreacted because we missed so much school the year before um, this next year, uh, we got three Fridays off in January because we didn't miss any school. So. Yeah. Schools nowadays in Florida. I mean, even in Orange County and that kind of stuff and Brevard County and that kind of stuff where I kind of grew up. They built in, and they still do nowadays, build in weather days and hurricane days, just backups, just in case, you know, the hurricanes or weather gets really, really bad. They build it in that already, okay, school's being extended this extra day, or like you said, these Fridays or whatever else are built in no matter what. Or uh, I know a lot of times they would take it from Thanksgiving break. So they would still give you like Thanksgiving, like the three days for Thanksgiving, but they would eat into, so you'd have to come into school Monday or Tuesday or something along those lines. Right. Or to eat into your like normal breaks. But I went to a, a year round school. So my schooling was always really, really weird. This is back in elementary school. So I'm trying, we would get three. No, we would get two months off for school, but we would get, I think it was three weeks off, two or three weeks off for every like break that everyone else would normally take. So for like winter break, we were off for three weeks. Right. Um, for spring break, we were off for three weeks when everybody else is just out for a week, which everyone else find, found weird. But we got it all. I think we were only off for a month. Now that I think about it, I'm trying to remember. Wow, this was years and years ago. But yeah, I remember we were a year round school. So our schedule was, was always really, really weird. 
but one, yeah, one. it's fun times, yeah. man. Fl- the public school system, everybody, it's wonderful. <laughs> wonderful, it's plus. let me tell you. A plus, ladies and gents, A plus. Oh, for sure, for sure. Kate, uh, question for you. Sir? Do you have, so I already got mine down, but do you have a favorite movie of all time? If you could name one or two, you got any? Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give you two because I mean, I could probably go down a list of, of ones that I could argue for number one. And, and I'm going to tell you two that I really, really enjoy. And they're from two different eras. Um, but I can't really pick a number one because I could take these two and I could probably put them up against others, um, that you could argue would be really good. But, uh, so these are in no particular order and no particular order. Uh, I'm going to say, um, Chris Nolan's the dark Knight. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, Okay. And I, it just, I very much enjoyed Christian Bale's Batman. Um, Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. As everybody knows, is was uh, absolutely fantastic. Just absolutely hard to beat. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was um, also very, very good. I'm a big fan of that movie, the Oscar, very recently. Um, I think very much deserved. And uh, I actually look forward to going back and watching that movie again. But uh, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight is um, top. It's in my top. It's I don't know if it's number one or not because I it'd be really hard for me to put that list together on the spot. Uh, but number two, I'll give you, uh, you know, uh, True Lies, uh, 1994's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's True Lies with Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, really, really, really enjoyed the crap out of that movie. And for anybody who's not seen it or is like, what the heck is this guy talking about? Um, one of Arnie's probably best movies of all time. A lot of people will go back and say Terminator 2 or even the original Terminator would maybe be one of his best movies of all time. But uh, True Lies, ladies and gentlemen, go watch it. I will not ruin it for you, but I definitely recommend. Hmm, that's interesting. I- I'll say I-, I already know my number one. It's it's a movie that anytime I see it on TV or anything, and uh, I'll be honest here, I I cry every time that this movie uh, comes on. Forrest Titanic? Gump. Oh, Forrest Gump, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> say yes, yes. yes. Yeah, dude, that's a, it's a great movie, honestly. Forrest it's a, Gump it's a is, classic. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing movie. I think it's got all the ups and downs. It's got comedy. It's amazing. And it, that actually has turned me into being a really bit really big fan of tom hanks i absolutely adore him i think he's a great guy i think he's a great actor and forrest gump i still like i said i always cry and i don't care if if you haven't watched the movie before at this point you need to suck it up when jenny dies it's the saddest thing in the entire world like it's so so sad and and i i just think it's a wonderful movie and is when his mom dies it's so sad but it's such a beautiful movie um this and, and I'm gonna throw this, another one out there. So the next one I was gonna say was your favorite underrated movie, and I'm gonna throw mine out. A lot of people crap on this movie all the time, but I loved La La Land. I loved it. I loved it. A lot of people hated on it and said it was awful. Uh, won a ton of Oscars, but I loved it. Have you seen it? No, I can't say that I have. Honestly, I, I haven't seen. It. I've heard lots of things about it. I've heard good and I've heard bad. I'm not, um, my wife's trying to get me to watch it. Patty's trying to get me to watch it. And, uh, she thinks that I'll really enjoy it. And I'm not, I don't discredit the fact that she may be right. I really don't. I just like, I feel like I, uh, to watch it, to watch that particular type of movie, I feel like I got to get in the right headspace and I just haven't been 
to that to watch sure. it yet. And uh, sure. if I have, I usually just hadn't thought about it. So it's not that I'm not interested in seeing it. It's just that I haven't yet. I'll say, and I'm not going to spoil this movie, but I will say the best part about it is, is to me, the movie feels very raw and it's not an ending that you expect or that you want. It's, it's more of the raw, true life, life, I guess, ending. So I, I'll leave it at that. But that's the best part about it, I think, is wonderful. The cinematography is really, really cool. I'll, I'll credit something like 1917, the way they did it. Have you seen 1917 yet? I haven't seen it yet either. I've got a list of these Oscar winners recently that I need to go watch. And that's uh, that's on the list. It's definitely I wanted to see it when I first saw the preview. So I, I had no doubt that it was going to be pretty good um, considering uh, the cast and director that they had and the way that they shot it. The one shot. I mean, that's. That's amazing. If for for folks who don't remember uh, a one shot movie that um, happened not that long ago, maybe four or five years ago, was um, uh, Birdman um, was a one shot yeah. movie, and uh, I, I enjoyed that as well. Uh, but it takes it's very unique, and it takes a serious skill uh, to make that work. And I I've heard that this is absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, I need to see that. Yeah, La La Land, correct me if I'm wrong, um, one shot is what? It's one continuous long, 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 long shot. It's not like the entire movie was shot in one shot, correct? Yeah, you know, like, uh, have you ever heard the term shot, reverse shot? That was, I mean, when I'm drinking, yes, but no. <laughs> so, uh, uh, like, for example, so shot, reverse shot would be like where they're shooting someone and they're talking to someone and then they basically they bounce to another camera right and uh the other camera shows the other person from a different angle so the idea with like a one shot take is that you're literally using one camera and one angle the entire time as opposed mm -hmm. to like bouncing between different uh, different shots or different angles so uh the idea with uh, 1917 and birdman was they had one camera and they had one shot as opposed to like shot reverse shot or um, several different shots, I guess you could say, like showing in different there, which which is unique. And it's actually it's I feel like it's a little bit more of a more difficult task for directors and actors. But um, when you make it work and you make it work well, like, I mean, it, it's pretty, pretty damn cool. So I'm excited to see that movie. Yeah, La, La La Land, I think, was a one shot, if I remember correct. I may be wrong, but I know they had really, really long scenes where they they kept running for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And it was just go, 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 go. And they're reading off other lines and they're doing everything, which I think is really cool. Um, like you said, that's why I really credit that movie with a lot of cinematography. Like I said, a lot of people aren't a big fan of it. But what's your favorite underrated movie, Cade? Underrated I feel like that's difficult. Uh, underrated movie of all time. Uh, golly gee. Um, I tell you what, I, I I just I just go with something just to go. It, it, I'd have to put more thought into it to really like come up with something that I feel like actually deserved uh, the thought. But like underrated movie of all time. Um, you know, man, I don't know. I honestly, I don't really know if I have one. Like I really, I, it's, it's, it would take a lot of, I feel like it would take a lot of thought for me and I'm not willing to just throw something out there and say it just to say it. 
Sure. Because I feel like I feel very strongly about certain movies and, and, and certain items that I don't want to discredit or disrespect uh, certain things. So I'll tell you what, uh, as a task for the next episode, let me think about it. And um, okay. I'll bring it back up and uh, and tell you what I think next time around. So that can be the cliffhanger for everyone. Dun, dun, uh, dun. You can wonder what Cade's most underrated movie of all time is heading into the next episode <laughs> on this next episode. Yeah, we'll find out. I think that'll be interesting. I, I don't know. Like I said, to me, I guess to put some thought into it for you, I'll just leave you with this. Basically, a movie that everyone else doesn't like or anything along those lines that you really, really enjoyed. Oh, for sure. Um, so we'll, we'll go from there. But I'd love to hear from everybody else. Uh, if they have any thoughts on a favorite underrated movie or even their favorite movie of all time, I'd love if, to hear that. If, if they have thoughts on that, Max, uh, why don't you tell them again where they can share that with us? Oh, boy, can I tell you. Uh, either on uh, Twitter, at Podcast, and also on uh, Facebook, at Podcast as well. Uh, it's literally the same thing. Uh, but yeah, they can let us know. I really want to hear. I'm curious on what a lot of people's favorite movies are. Uh, Forrest Gump is the correct answer. If you say anything else, you're wrong. <laughs> if you share it with us and you let us know, we will respond. That's a fun fact. Enjoy. We will. We will. Uh, Cade is actually anxiously always waiting his computer. And if anyone uh, tweets or says anything, he immediately jumps and he presses an alarm. Uh, it's actually just the Staples That's Easy button. Uh, he just presses that. <laughs> every time so it's, it's been really, edited really yeah it's been edited <laughs> when i press it instead of saying that's easy it says notification notification <laughs> it's enjoyable for oh, me. I, man. Hope you, I hope you guys know that so the more you comment and uh like and share and let us know what you're thinking so that we can talk about it it's uh it's advantageous so don't forget to do that yeah, I'd love to hear some more topics that other people are interested in as well, just to throw that out there. Uh, last week, we had uh, my good buddy B. Claire throw us out a topic, so I'd love to hear a little bit more what other people are interested in us talking about, because don't worry, we can talk about literally anything. That's why we made this podcast. That is also very true. That's, <laughs> that's the advantageous part of it, is that there's uh, not too much that's off limits. We choose not to talk about certain things because we are not a divisive individuals. Maxwell. So um, <laughs> anyways, carry on, sir. Carry on. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you. Uh, so, I'm, well, I'm going to throw this out there. I think I have the best wife for uh, Valentine's Day. Just saying, uh, because uh, when I texted her. So for anyone wondering, it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to anybody. And if you heard our recent podcast, we hate it. So happy Valentine's Day. Max loves Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's Valentine's Day. And I texted my lovely wife earlier today. And uh, I said, happy Valentine's Day and that kind of stuff. And we were still trying to figure out plans as of uh, 10 o'clock this morning. But she sent me a very lovely text message, which was, babe, I don't want to do anything. Let's eat pizza and sit on the couch. And I said, deal. Best Valentine's Day ever. So, Kate, at the end of this podcast, I got pizza waiting for me, okay? Well, sir, I don't want to keep you too long. That sounds phenomenal. <laughs> you got any uh, big plans for Valentine's Day? Anything uh, interesting? You do anything? Uh, no, sir. My uh, my lovely wife has made uh, tacos for us this evening, so as soon as we're done, Ooh. I will be indulging in some tacos, and uh, I will be... Well, today's, well, why not Taco Friday instead of Taco Tuesday? Yeah, but, Taco um, Tuesday is a little, little overrated. Yeah, I mean... 
it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I'll be indulging in that. And because I'm old and have to work tomorrow, I'll probably go to bed. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm still probably going to go to bed by mm, 930 if I know myself well enough. Heck yeah, let's go, brother. But we're having a great uh, Valentine's Day. Well, this guy, I think, isn't. So we're going to jump into our article of the week. Was that a pretty good segue there, Cade? I think that was really good, actually, sir. Thank you for uh, just providing that, you know? Thank you. I was really trying to just roll right into this, steamroll right in. Uh, This is from everyone's favorite news source, uh, Fox News. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I guess, sorry. Anyway, Uh, continue. Yep. Uh, The headline is uh, Canadian businessman says he burned one million dollars in cash to avoid paying ex-wife child support, Uh, (laughs) which I thought was just wonderful for Valentine's Day uh, to Ah. to be listened to. But a Canadian (laughs) businessman and failed mayoral candidate was thrown in jail for 30 days after telling a judge he burned one million Canadian dollars in cash and two separate bonfires to avoid paying his wife's spousal and child support as part of their divorce settlement, according to the report published Tuesday. Um, so this is, I'm going to quote one of my favorite things. So a million Canadian dollars, about $750,000 US. Um, and he had it and he basically did 25 separate withdrawals from six different bank accounts. He claimed he burned the cash in two bonfires. Uh, he basically did $743,000 in on September 23rd and 296 on December 25th. So I'm like, wow, Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Let's burn some money. So this guy, I guess, ran for, for mayor at one point uh, and failed, uh, but he claimed to have receipts to prove he withdrew the money, but he did not record the bonfires and no one wist- wit- witness- witnessed him set the cash ablaze. Uh, and then one of my favorite things is, is this quote here. Can you back it up a bit when you say you destroyed it? What do you mean? Superior Court Justice <laughs> Kevin Phillips asked to McConaughey, replied, I burnt it, which I'm like, wow. And uh, he goes, it's not something you would I would normally do. I'm not a person that is extremely materialistic. And it goes a long way. I've always been frugal. That's why my business has lasted for 31 years. So the judge basically went back and forth with him and says, I don't think you're being honest. Uh, I think it's morally uh, reprehensible. That's a good word. Uh, to claim you willfully and directly undermines the interest of your children. And he said he earned the money, so he has the right to burn it, is basically what he was saying. Uh, yeah, he did get... you burn it. You're looking That's... for a new rhyme, folks. There it is. Burn it and burn it. <laughs> uh, but hey. he um, went to 30 days in jail and had to pay $2,000 a day uh, to, his wa- to his ex-wife for every day he fails to disclose his finances to the court moving forward. Wow. Right? I was like, well, I hope his merry, happy, merry Valentine's, happy Valentine's Day to him. You know, yeah, no kidding. You know, my grandpa has a saying for that. He likes to say it's the screwing you get for the screwing you got. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite, favorite all time sayings. And uh, I don't remember where I learned this, but play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And that is by far one of my favorite things. Play stupid prize. Yes. It's like, okay, well, you decided to, to to do that. Don't worry. Here's your stupid prize. Congratulations. Yeah. Congrats indeed, jerk. Man, we've really been on a roll with these Valentine subjects. I mean, the last one, I guess, is is mentally people were uh feeding cockroaches to meerkats, and now this guy. I mean, Kate, oh, I great. think we have a role of uh people with mental issues with 
I guess they're uh, significant others or past significant others, huh? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that. But we found some good stuff to share. People like to hear these things, you know, because when you hear things like this, you you think to yourself, well, maybe the situation I'm in is not as bad as what I think it is. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're really, really not wrong. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Hmm, that's an interesting one. Kate, yeah. uh, you feeling you feeling like ranting right now? Are you uh, are you heated up? Yeah, man, I'm ready for it. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm jazzed. Right. I'm jazzed. Jazz hands. Someone ever, I was going to say, if someone ever told me I'm jazzed and they didn't do a jazz hands while being really, really aggressive with it, I wouldn't know what to do. You couldn't see it, but it happened. <laughs> there was a lot going on at one time. <laughs> wow. Wow. Kade, um, whiskers. What's, uh, what's bothering you today? What's, what's um, up here? Well, Maxwell, let me tell you, sir, and this is something I know that you probably can speak from experience in yourself. But as I was pondering today, thinking about this episode this evening, what it was that really grinds my gears, it happened to me. And as as it happened, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I've not thought about this before, because this really, really pisses me off. (laughs) And uh, so I don't know. It doesn't necessarily have to apply to a theme park in particular, right? But it's like if you're there or in a situation like this, it's something that I feel like happens very often. So like if you're walking in an area where people are supposed to be walking and then occasionally people just decide, you know what, right in the middle of this busy traffic walkway, I'm sure the the sidewalks of New York City are the same way, and people probably feel the same way up there. And all of a sudden, there's certain individuals who just decide, you know what? It's a good spot right here to stop and check my phone or read oh, a no. map or scratch my butt. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, let me stop here with somebody 12 inches behind me, and, uh, and then when they run into me, I'm going to get upset about it. It's like... Uh, I don't know, man. Like, you have to have the wherewithal. Like, if you're going somewhere and you're uh, amongst foot traffic, that if you're gonna stop and do something, get the fuck out of the way. Like, go to the <laughs> side, go somewhere else, go to the bathroom, tie your shoe. I don't know, but don't like, like, God, it drives me nuts. It especially drives me nuts more than anything when people stop. And then you accidentally run into them, and then they get mad at you for it. Like, oh, why'd you hit me? It's like, why'd you stop? <laughs> it's like, God <laughs> damn. You know, it's so true because I remember this it just flashes me back to, to high school and middle school, you know, when people would just dead stop in the middle of the hallway, and you're like, can, can, you, can you not? Can you not? Can you not, please? Like, right? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. That's so funny. But that's all oh, I got, that's anyways. That's uh, it, it's something that's been bothering me pretty much my entire life. But I just thought about it today as it happened to me, and it really hit you. And it really it, hit me like, wow, it's like the equivalent of 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 like bad drivers, but on feet. And the same people who do that are probably the people out on the road that we were just complaining about uh, a week or two ago, who like to rubber deck and look at stuff when they don't need to. So you know, it's. It's it, yeah, it translates, just, sir. It translates. Just a PSA to anyone out there who's 
currently driving or uh, is driving every day on roads, please, please, God, do, do not. I've been seeing it way, way too often. I still am seeing it. And I thought my rant would get out to, you know, the, the, the 70 or 80 or whatever amount of people who listen to this thing. I would think it would, you know, get out there, but apparently it hasn't. So please stop rubbernecking. Like today, oh my God, today. There was, so for the past two days, there's been a police officer pulling over someone over on the right-hand side of the road twice now, two days in a row. Great. Awesome. But every day, people in the left-hand lane slam on the brakes and are literally going. We're on the turnpike, so the turnpike is is 70, so I'm going 85. I'm just saying, I'm going 85. So everyone in the left-hand lane slams on their brakes, and what they proceed to do is drop down to about mm, 40, 25, somewhere in there. In between there, that little sweet spot, you know, where everyone hates you. Right. Yeah. No, it's happened twice now. And every day, I I don't know whether to be mad at the police officer for pulling him over there, but also I don't know whether to be mad at the idiot who just decides, hold on, I need to slow down. Like, I understand you need to get out of that lane, but why in the left-hand lane do you have to slow down to 40 miles an hour? Oh, my God. I can rant about this every day, Cade. Can you tell? Every day. Yeah. Every yeah. day. It's it's You know what, though? Because it's a pain point, man. It's a pain point in all what of is- our lives. It is. And that's not even my rant. Like I, I just, that was a bonus. That was a bonus rant for all of you guys out there. I guess today, the only thing I really have to rant about is I'm really sick of, and I heard this recently and that's why it popped into my head. Fair. I'm really sick of people comparing their baby to 28 months old or 24 months old. <laughs> Your baby's two. Okay. Like you sound stupid. Let me just throw that out that you sound dumb. It's two years old. Like just call it the 18 months. It's a year and a half. Okay. Just, just literally call it from there. I have, I heard that today. They were like, so I think it was going around and and at work, someone was talking about their baby and they were saying like, oh yeah, my baby's, uh, they said, I think they said 28 months. And I was like, that's like two in like three months. Just say that. Just, just say that. Like, who cares? Who cares? Well, hold on. 28, six times four is 24. Six times five is 30. Okay. Yep. I was right. Uh Uh-huh. Basically I, it was like. I, two years and three months or four months, whatever. But come on, man. Come on. Like, just say two years old. Like, really? And maybe because I'm not a parent as of right now. Oh, man, I'm going back to this from the last episode. Maybe it's because I'm not a parent. But at the same time, you're it's two years old. Okay? Like, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm a hundred and something months old. Do you want me to start telling people that? Okay, do you, <laughs> you want to know how old I am in months? Yeah. Let's see. Hold on. Let me Google this. Me. Yeah, he's going to do how it. How old am I? Am I in months? Let's find out. Okay. Yes. The age calculator site. Hold on. Oh, my God. Okay. Congratulations. They make this really, really difficult. Of course they do. Of course they do. Hold on. Let me scroll up here. There we go. Calculate. Well, Cade, um, I am 289 months old. I'm going to start telling people that. And <laughs> would they should. think it's weird or would it be socially acceptable? Because everyone finds it socially acceptable to call their baby 28 months old. Like, no, screw off, man. You're an idiot. I think it's they two years it. old. Yeah, no, I'm with I, you. I feel the same way. I think I'm going to tell everyone that. Hey, guys, um, today I'm 289 months old. Ah. Like, come on, please stop. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. Freaking, oh, 
No, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's got a big pain for it for me, but no, I mean I it's it's, it's big enough. It, it's it bothers me more than anything after they turn a year old. Like after they're a year old, that's when it starts to really get on my nerves. Where right. it's like, like if they're seven or eight months old, it's like oh they're seven or eight months old. But like when they're two and a half years old, and they're like oh they're you know uh, forty twenty thousand months, you know, and it's like. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, what kind of math are you doing? You can go, uh, you know, lick somebody's chode because nobody wants to hear about that. But uh, I'm you with know, you. I've heard the reasoning why is because on like baby books or like, I guess, like baby steps. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a parent. I don't know what these the proper vernacular for this is. But I guess it's because I guess at certain growth stages, your baby should be at, I don't know, by 20, I don't know, four months, it should be potty trained, you know, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But like, I guess that's how it works is that's why they compare it to that. But at the same time, I don't give a rat's ass just at this point. Just just it's two years old. OK, when you're talking to people out in public, it's two years old. Yeah. OK, facts. that's it. We'll move on from well, there. That's all you need to hear, sir. God. Ugh. All right. I guess we'll finish off with one more thing here, Cade. Sure. And then we'll uh, wrap this thing up so I can go get my za. Yeah, brother. Leaning Tower of Chisa. <laughs> That goofy movie reference for anybody wondering. Quality reference, I felt like. Just saying. I would wholeheartedly agree with that, sir. What is... So I guess this is kind of a pain point for you. Uh, so I'm going to ask if you don't repeat the same thing. But your biggest pet peeve, Cade? Of all time? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, biggest I, pet peeve. I could have gone with both of those ones we just talked about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my biggest pet peeve, just because it's the biggest source of stress probably in my entire life is, and I hate to go back to this because I know we've talked about it so much, but I feel like I really need to emphasize how much this is something in my life. Ooh, it really, ooh, can I take a guess? Yeah. Can I take a guess? Yeah. Is it people not cleaning up after themselves or putting things back? It's when not actually. It's not. It's people in the left lane who get over and go much lower <laughs> than anyone else. Yeah. If you're going to get in the left lane and you're going to go slow, I my blood pressure I mean, it's like there's not much that really gets me going. Like people in the left lane who go slow and people who are just idiots. Like people who are just like, I don't know. I don't have a nice thing to say. So anyway. I really feel like just this episode is just sponsored by I4 at this point. <laughs> it really is. But it's not just like I4. Like I purposely pay tolls so that I don't have to take I4. Like I take 417 to 528. And I drive on I-4 for one mile of my entire trek. One mile. I hate to say that it's the worst mile of my trip, but it is. But even on 528, like this morning, for example, like I joke with people and I say, oh, the right lane is the Florida passing lane. Because it is. Because these <laughs> jerk-offs get in the left lane and they just sit there and, and diddle around. And you have to get in the lane that they're supposed to be in to pass them. So it's like the Florida passing lane is the right lane. So I don't know that and nothing really gets my blood pressure going more quite than people who get in the left lane and feel like they're entitled to just sit there. The left lane, if you ever took driver's ed or any sort of driving school whatsoever, you'll be taught that uh, that lane is reserved for passing and passing only. And if you have people coming up behind you, you need to get the hell over. Yeah, th th that's always how it's been. And, you know. Florida, I guess, has said for the longest time they're going to start cracking down on that, on people like sitting in the left-hand lane or not Popos getting over. are too lazy to get out there and do that. Are you kidding me? 
I don't want to say that because I feel like they're doing stuff, but I feel like it's something that they really don't care about. I think they'd be rather doing other things than pulling someone over for doing that. I like, agree. I, I don't know. I don't I know. Agree. I feel like there's a lot better things you could be doing. Ah, uh, yeah, probably. I'll say my biggest pet peeve, and I had I was sitting here thinking about it as you were talking. I think mine is not being on time or someone in my group is not on time. I'm just I, I think I've referenced it maybe like it was the first or second podcast. Oh my goodness. Full circle here. Um I, I I've always was taught if you're not on time, you're late. Or excuse me, if, if if you're not early, you're late. Um and I hate being late places, and my wife has learned this. So I don't want to say she was late back when we uh first started dating, but she was. Uh love you. And um eventually because i i don't know i get stressed i start getting freaked out because i'm like no i need to be there at this time like i was i told them i was gonna be here at this time and i I have to show up at this time so i get like totally stressed like totally stressed i'm not somewhere on time so that is something that really really bothers me especially if someone in my group is taking their time and they're going to be the one making me late oh be prepared for a pimp slap with my back hand. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Is I swear to God, we're like the same people when it comes to that. Like that's like that's like my thing when it's like when somebody says, uh, "Be here at three. And um, my dad, who I don't think is ever listen to the show, but if he ever does, I'm going to say it. He was not always this way. He, I swear he wasn't always this way. I don't know what happened, but he, I have to tell him like earlier than the actual time. Like if I need him to be somewhere, it's like seven. I tell him six fifteen, because and it and it, it bugs me to death because like I am with you when somebody says you need to be somewhere at seven, I am there no later than six forty five. Like I yeah. just I that's part of my DNA, and I start to you know feel some type of way about it if I'm not. <laughs> And, uh, I, I just, I like to be there on time. I like to be there early. I like to be ready. I like, that's just my thing. I, you know, I'm, I'm with you on that. I wholeheartedly agree. I support you in this cause and I will buy a banner, sir. <laughs> buy a banner. <laughs> We're going to hang it up from I four from, uh, one of the overpasses. So everybody on I four sees it. Be on time. Be on Quit being late. Be on time or get the hell get out, out of the left hand lane. Yes, please. Thank you. Unless you're actually moving at a decent mile per hour, oh, we'll put please. that in little little tiny font right below it. How about that? That's Does that sound uh, good? yeah, that, that that that's a big piece of it, sir. It's a big piece. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna do it. Well, uh, Cade, I think we're gonna wrap this up so I can go get my za. Is there anything you got to uh, to leave us with? Any you got a Cade quote today? A Cade quote, <laughs> sir. Do I have a Cade quote today? Yeah, uh, I'm Cade sorry. quote for no. On, honestly, yeah, no Cade quote for the day. Just because I feel like this one hits home. Uh, during the last week and you can put together um, however you want to put it together and use it however you want to use it. But uh, my quote uh, for the week, uh, ladies and gentlemen out there, if um, if you're searching the lines for the point, you probably missed it. Uh, so just do what you need to do and, and take that as you will. And that's all I'm going to leave you with. That was interesting. That was very interesting. Thought provoking. Indeed. To say the least. Indeed. Kate's quotes, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of Rag Chew here. I'm Max, and uh, that was just Caterade talking there. Aye. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, make sure to go follow us over on uh, Twitter and Facebook at Rag Chew Podcast. And uh, tweet to us some of your ideas on topics and uh, your opinions. We'd love to hear them. 
And uh, we'll be uh, catching you soon, I think. I think we will. We'll see I you real soon. Y'all come back now, y'all. You hear? Woo! Woo!